What were the last thoughts you had about yourself? What are the thoughts you tell yourself? Were they filled with love and compassion? Or were there critical voices that you wouldn't share with your worst enemy? If your answer is the latter, then this episode is for you. I dive deep into why it is important to practice self-compassion, how to practice self-compassion, and why it's so difficult. Hi everyone, this is Kavita, Certified Empowerment Coach and Hypnotherapist. And this is the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we will explore topics to empower HSPs and empaths to go from surviving to thriving in the world. I use my years of coaching other HSPs and empaths, my personal experience, and my training to provide deep insights and implementable strategies to help you thrive. We will also be interviewing other successful HSPs to reveal their empowerment tips. So, what was your answer to what I shared in the intro today? Were you one of those people that tends to be really harsh? Most of us are our harshest critics, and as highly sensitive people and empaths, this can be even harsher for some reasons that I'm going to talk about today. But I wanted to start with reading you an excerpt from one of my favorite books that I use to ground myself in spirituality. This book is called Answered Prayers, Love Letters from the Divine, and it's by Julia Cameron. And I often will just open randomly to a page asking spirit to guide me to what I am meant to hear today. And when I was preparing for this episode, this is the message that I got. And I really, truly wanted to share it with all of you. You are fatigued. You have pushed your body beyond its limits. Your mind is tired and your spirit weak. Come to me. I am the rest and refreshment you are seeking. I am the running brook that soothes your soul. I am the black sky spangled with stars under which you can sleep. I am the great restorer. Bring me your fatigue. Allow me to refresh you with the food and comfort. Your tired body is my tender child, and I attend to it. Your stressed spirit calls for my healing touch. I answer it gladly. It is my great pleasure to comfort you. Your weakness is my strength. Open your heart to me and allow me to sustain you. I am without fatigue. I am without exhaustion. I gladly share with you from my storehouse of stockpiled energy. My vitality is your vitality. My radiant health is your health. Depend on me. As a loving parent leads a child with a tender hand, so will I lead you. One step at a time, never too quickly or with haste. I will bring you where you need to go. You are exhausted from trying to reach your objectives without me. Do not strive to be without me. Depend on me in all things. Allow your heart to be carried within my greater heart. Allow yourself to rest in my gentle custody. You are my beloved child. I cherish you. So I received this message. I love these because they're written like letters from divine and thought about what I was meant to take away from that. And really it was about the self-compassion, right? When you are allowing spirit to guide you, when you allow yourself to rest, when you allow yourself to receive guidance, support, and help 
from others, especially from the divine, right? And the divine works through other people. Then you are providing yourself with high level of self-compassion. You are treating yourself like you would treat others. Most of us don't function that way. As highly sensitive people and empaths, we are a minority. We are approximately 15 to 20% of the population. And so if that's the case, then the world is not made for us. The world is made for, as Dr. Elaine Aaron says, the other 80%. So if the world is made for the other 80% and you are living in this world, then it's really important for you to see where you could fit in, how you fit in, and how you can take care of yourself. I love to say that you were created this way by divine. So I wanted to start with talking about uh, self-compassion and how we talk to ourselves, that self-talk can impact how we take care of ourselves and treat ourselves. Okay, And so a lot of us are our own worst critic. We spend so much time telling ourselves that we're just not good enough. Why couldn't we have done that better? Why did we say something? And many other variations of that. So And the reality is that most people probably didn't even notice the mistake we made and we are imperfect, right? And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just imperfect because you're a human being. You have chosen to grow and learn each and every day. And so part of the growth process is to make mistakes and you will make mistakes. What is going to make you a better person and improve is by looking at your mistakes, learning from them and choosing differently. When we get stuck in situations where we just keep repeating the same patterns, then that is a message that you need to do something differently. Okay. And I can talk about that in another episode. Right now, I really want to talk about how making mistakes does not make you less than. Okay. And making a mistake is actually a sign that you're human. But often when we make mistakes or we do something out of what we think we should do, or we haven't reached the level of accomplishment we think we should be at, then we beat ourselves up, right? And we're in this spiral. And so what is your behavior when you beat yourself up? So most likely your behavior is not compassionate. Your behavior is almost punishing, right? So it's probably more like overworking, you know, uh, not allowing yourself to rest, telling yourself these things that you're somehow not good enough, hiding your gifts and your strengths from the world, and many others that I haven't mentioned. Most likely it's not positive. It's not allowing you to show up and it's not allowing you to thrive in the world. So I'm going to encourage you to take a moment and really think about how you talk to yourself and then how you treat yourself. And then if you had someone you loved in front of you right now with the same scenarios in your life, what would you tell them? Would you tell them the things that you tell yourself in your head? Most likely you wouldn't. Most likely you would show them high levels of self-compassion. You may say things to them like, you're doing the best you can. You're such a wonderful person. You are so loved. And everyone makes mistakes. Look how far you've come. So the next thing is to look at how you talk to yourself and how you would talk to someone else that you loved in the same scenario. 
and to start to really switch those thoughts to the loving thoughts, to the thoughts that you would tell someone that you loved, okay? And so the next part of this is to acknowledge that when you are in this sense of, I need to punish myself and not being compassionate, you may be in the mode of comparison, right? And so comparison can be looking at others that are similar to you in some way, or where you comparison to where you thought you would be at this point in your life. So if it is, you know, I should have been farther along, that is a different type of comparison versus like, look at so-and-so and and how far they've come. Okay. So I want to ask you to now, instead of doing that, to shift your focus first that you are and have accomplished so much. Our brain likes to look at what is not going well, what we haven't done yet. And I am pretty sure you have done a lot and you have shown up a lot and maybe your accomplishments are not these tangible accomplishments. Maybe your accomplishments are, despite my background, despite the challenges that I've had, I'm still able to survive and move forward. Maybe your accomplishment is that I'm the person that my friends come to and I can listen to them and I'm able to hold space for them, right? Who knows? There are so many different strengths and all the variation and strengths all are much needed in the world, right? And so start to look at how you do show up, how you do contribute and the things that you have accomplished and overcome in your life. And also look at who you compare yourself to if it's another person and understand and realize that the comparison is not accurate. You both are unique beings. You're unique beings with a different set of circumstances, with a different set of challenges, with a different set of strengths, right? No two people are exactly alike. So when you compare yourself to others, it's almost a sense of dishonoring who you are. And the reality is you're comparing yourself to a small part of their life, right? You're not looking at the whole picture of who they are, the challenges that they experience and what they've overcome. You know, you're only seeing a part of it. There's no way that you could know every single person and every single experience and every single challenge they've experienced, right? And and so when we see something outward, it's easy. Our brain can go to like, oh, wow, look at what they've done. Why haven't I been there? Why can't I do that? How come they could do it and I can't? Instead, I'm going to encourage you to say, wow, that's amazing that this person has done that. That inspires me to do that as well in my own unique way. So looking at the comparison and the reality of what's happening is really important. Looking at the type of comparison that you're doing and then changing the thought patterns, right? And then if there's an actual failure, right, in the definition of a failure in your life, there's a couple things that I want to recommend. First is to acknowledge that you're human, right? Like I shared before, we are flawed beings and that's the way we are. We came here on purpose to evolve and be better and to learn and to have certain experiences. So it's important to acknowledge that. And then acknowledge what is going well. During this situation, there were some things that did go well, right? So really start to look at some of those things in addition to things that you want to do differently, right? So, and the other part of this is the control piece. We try so hard to control the things around us, to control our world, to control the outcomes. And the reality is we only have control over ourselves, the action we take. 
and how we show up in the world. We really don't have control over an outcome. We can just put in our best effort. We can prepare for something mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We can ask for help when necessary. You know, we can pray. We can do all the things that we believe that can help us with the outcome. And then we have to surrender, right? We have to surrender the outcome and know that the best outcome will happen as long as you've put your best foot forward, right? And so acknowledging what did go well and what you did do, and then letting go of the outcome and look at what maybe you can do differently. Is there something that you could have done differently? And if there's a similar scenario, can you do it differently? next time. And maybe you feel like, oh, well, you know, when I said, oh, I did the best I could, maybe you feel like you didn't do the best you could and you wanted to go back and do it better and you wish you put more effort in, right? Again, acknowledge that you did the best you could in the moment. Maybe you could have put more effort and you didn't. And that's the reality, right? And so all you can do and all you have control over is what you do next time and how you handle the situation next time. Okay. And the surrender piece, surrendering the outcome and surrendering to divine energy is a really critical part of this process. And the final part of this is to rinse and repeat. Okay. This is an ongoing process. As human beings, we are constantly evolving. We are continually changing, learning, and growing right? We can choose to do this consciously, right? By paying attention to what's happening, choosing differently, praying if you pray and, you know, doing, making decisions with our intuitive guidance, which is one of our strengths as HSPs, or you can just get through each day and not pay attention and just feel like you're just surviving, Okay, that's a choice as well, right? So what I'm talking about is choosing to live consciously, showing up the best version of yourself and making changes when necessary, okay? And then then trusting divine for the outcome and showing yourself deep levels of self-compassion. So how do you show yourself self-compassion? You can show yourself self-compassion by resting, by taking time to celebrate what you do, by taking good care of your body your mind and your spirit. Talk to yourself with the voice of wisdom, with the loving voice in the same way that you would talk to a loved one. You can even, if you feel called to do so, do some work if you need, right? So you can do some coaching, some energy work, uh, massage, body work, acupuncture, right? There's so many choices. And one of my favorites, I actually love all of those, right? So really think about and feel into what you need to take good care of yourself because you are much needed in the world. Your unique set of strengths, your unique set of gifts, and the circumstances that you have overcome, your story is going to inspire and is necessary to inspire others. Your gifts are here on purpose. So I'm going to encourage you to look at how you talk to yourself, take really good care of yourself, Show yourself self-compassion, the same compassion you would show someone you loved, and continue to share your gifts with the world. Self-compassion is so important. It's so vital for us to take care of ourselves because the final part of this is how we treat ourselves is how we're showing other people to treat us. If we don't show ourselves compassion, then most likely others won't. But you show up, how you show up energetically, how you take care of yourself, 
love is training others and showing them how you are willing to be treated and even what you're willing to be putting up with. So if you are ready to do this, I'm going to encourage you. Until next time, this is Kavita with the Enlightened Heart Podcast. Thank you for joining us for the Enlightened Heart Podcast. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned at theenlightenedheartpodcast.com. I'm your host, Kavita, and if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe. 